Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hello and welcome to another edition of the world famous podcast Insane in the Membrane. Insane in the Membrane. So this week we are once again at Comedy Central. Thank you to Comedy Central for giving us the room. Uh, we are here to interview Darren Harriet, a wonderful man. But before that, uh, we got a shout out to Lucy from England uh, who rated us on, on the iTunes there. Five stars. Uh, such an important podcast. I recommend this to my students who are struggling to work out how they feel. Thank you, Lucy. Also, we got Sean Panda Nicholson on the Twitters there. Thank you, Sean, for your continued support. Thank you to everybody for all the lovely messages and the support that you give us. If you want to rate us on iTunes, uh, get on there. Give us five stars, mate. Come on, you know it's worth that. And uh, we'll give you a shout out for all the messages and that and, and just say thank you for the lovely support. So do that. That'd be amazing. Thank you. Um, so yeah, just get on with our guest, Darren Harrier, a man that I've worked with many times before. He's a great comic. He's absolutely smashing it. Smashed it in Edinburgh this year. He, uh, he, he was nominated again for Best Show. That's his second nomination. Uh, he's a top dude with a very interesting story. So here we are, Darren Harrier. Oh man, I was, just listening, I was just looking at some of your stuff. Online, so I like to look because I, I know sort of know you from your comedy, but I yeah. don't know you know you. So you know, I always like to have a look, yeah, see what's what. And I was interested in you. Like, how old are you? Can For, I uh, just turned thirty-one. Just turned thirty-one, because it was. I was interested in you were talking about. I saw a lot of them um, talking about growing up with um, violence in the air, like yeah, knife yeah. crime and things like that. Yeah. And it it was the same when I was a kid, but it wasn't so much. No one. There was always someone that said someone had a knife on them. Yeah, but you yeah, didn't yeah. actually see it. Yeah, there was always like rumors. And all that. I mean, everybody wanted to be the artist one in the right, in yeah. the in the town, and it was always there was. You had to have a certain swagger. Yeah, I mean, I managed to get. I got my head kicked in loads of times, but for some reason, because of my swagger, people always like, "Oh, Wilson's Wilson's yeah, fucking cool. hard." But I used to get stomped <laughs> all the time. But it was never. It never. It was. It never got. I never carried a knife or a yeah. weapon or anything like. That. It never. Everyone sort of talked about it. Oh, Lewisham were coming down. They've got. They're all tooled up. It was shit like that. Was but. you? Was your sort of um, uh, rivals? If you were like a school thing. Yes. It's yeah, weird how definitely. That, how it's always the schools. Weirdly, yeah. Yeah, it makes it just because they're the nearest. Yeah, it's just they're there. <laughs> Fuck them, <Just> get them. <laughs> Why? Their ties are different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, we're gonna meet her at the park yeah. after school, and it was all that shit. It was yeah, it was always that. Yeah, when I when I carried a knife, it was uh, it was more just because everybody else was carrying a knife. Mm. So I've always been very grateful of where I'm f- from. So like in yeah. the black country, because I always think there were certain parts of the black country places, like like Smevik, for instance, in in um, 
in the black countries, yeah, which yeah, is really yeah. rough. Right. And lots of gangs. And a lot of the guys that I used to hang about with were from those areas. Yeah. And uh, and it was just normal. They, like it was just you, as know, it you know was. the area that's got, they've got a police station in the area. Mm. And it's, it's there for a reason because yeah, there's yeah, so yeah. much trouble. So <laughs> I um yeah I brought, I brought my sort of knife from a shop, just yeah. a flip knife, and uh, I was obvi- I was very much a kid. Yeah, it's crazy how they sold it to me because I, I had no. You didn't nick it, did no, you buy it? I actually brought a flip knife. Very, I, I didn't even think to steal it. And I, I, it matched you my jacket. You still got a receipt? Just yeah, 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 it matched your jacket. Just in case, yeah, yeah. I had to make sure it was matching. And uh, yeah, it's crazy to think that I, I, I had um, a knife. But I remember we used to hang out with this other guy who was like a few years older than everyone else, and uh, in the gag, it was this older creepy guy. And uh, he, I remember we was just going, I don't know where he was going, maybe it was like a party or something. And he just pulled out these gigantic flip knives. Two, Jesus. still to this day, I've never seen two massive <laughs> flip knives like that in my life. And I was just like, okay, wh- wh- yeah. where do I get one of those from? Because clearly, I was like, who are you fighting against? What kind of- Is that a, Yeah, yeah, what, what, what has happened in your yeah. life where you're gonna get told up like- But he also, he also had Halloween contact lenses in. So he- uh, There's always some fantasy thing going I'm on t- in his yeah. head. Back, back in the day, there was a So Sutter Crew video, they had 21 seconds, and there's a yeah. guy, I think his name was Cash, I think his name, and he had white with like a black dot in the middle. Right, right, right. Yeah, and I know that ones, was yeah. just in, and he had that with gigantic <laughs> flip knives hanging about with 14-year-olds, even though it was like 22. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and that's that whole thing like of you look up to like the, the scary people, some, like the, 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 you know like how people say they respect the drug dealers in the area? Yeah, yeah, They yeah. just look up to them. It's like a fear, respect yeah. type thing. Um, it was kind of like that, I think, with him initially because it was, I was obviously just scared of him. Mm. But I, you know, it was like, oh, I'm glad he's on my side. Yeah, for now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> there was a weird, there was a weird, dirty glamour to yeah. it, to the to the criminal side of things. Like, I was never. Like, I've got a mate of mine who was a dealer, and, and he's not now. He sorted himself out, but back then, I remember him. Uh, I remember saying to him, like, I need some, I need some work. I didn't have any money. And I'm saying to him, I said, you got to like, just driving work or something like that. He went, and he just went, Rich, mate, he goes, this ain't for you. You're not, you're not part of this. He goes, I'll sort you out some money on about that, but you don't, this isn't, you're not that way inclined. You're too nice, man. You're too nice. Don't get dragged into it. So, but it was a, there was a, there was a a pull to it. You were kind of. It's such a, like almost a declarative statement when someone just goes, no, 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 it's, listen, it's not for you. You're too nice for this. (laughs) And it's like, oh, because they they think that they are, I'm cut out for this. I'm supposed to be doing this. (laughs) I've got nothing else. Yeah, I'm supposed to be selling drugs and uh, stabbing people. That's what I do. It's not what you do. You you can do better. You can do better. There's no hope for me now. I'm I'm done. It's too late. It's too late. Yeah. (laughs) But I think he was, because he was quite, quite you know high up in the in the chain yeah so I think any you know there was a I mean yeah he was he was a ruthless man I remember we were mucking around in a car and I held his head down mucking around we were pissed in the back of his car and I held his head down and he elbowed me his elbows came out and he elbowed me in the nose and my nose just smashed oh. everywhere and so he didn't fuck about so because yeah. he, he'd been inside a lot and and oh, so, yeah, so, yeah. so there was a, so to have him turn around and say to me mate listen there was a, just that moment of humanity and empathy and that I don't imagine came out very often. Do you think if you didn't say that you would have gone down that path? Probably, yeah. yeah. And I would have been so out of my depth because yeah, I'm not yeah, that yeah. way inclined. I wouldn't know what I was doing. I'm not, I would have been trying to help everybody. Hey man, don't be doing that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I see. I, I felt the same way when I brought a, a knife. I remember 
I, I went and brought this knife and uh, we would walk around the street and I just, I, I remember I really enjoyed the flip of the knife. Yeah, So right. I really enjoyed when it flipped out and it made the clicking noise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember just walking down the street just flipping the flip knife, <laughs> just clicking it, not realising that I must have looked like obviously a, a, a killer. Yeah. And uh, I remember one time I was like, I just, I just wanted to use the knife. Mm. So like I brought an apple. <laughs> That's and I was, what I read. I read and, that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was just walking down the street, just slicing and eating it like Julius <laughs> fucking Caesar, just because I wanted people to see that I was just like I just wanted to use this knife in a court. Yeah, it was not. And um, I remember one time I, I I I sort of stabbed myself in the butt because no. I just didn't flip it properly. And I sat, I think a girl came on and I was like really into it. I put the knife and I sat down and I remember I stabbed myself oh, like in the arse a bit. Mate. And there was uh, some <laughs> some blood came out and I was like, yeah, this this is not for me, this life. At, I'm not cut out. Sitting on your own tools. No, no, I think I think as well, some of it might have been because, uh, well, everybody in the gang, obviously, it was all just like lack of dads. Mm. There was no dads. Right. And obviously when you don't have that sort of male role model at home, you're gonna, you're probably gonna go down yeah, the hill. Yeah, yeah. And um, I remember in the gang, that was the only thing that n none of us we didn't speak about. We spoke about everything, mm. and we were exaggerating. Like we were all like virgins, but we'd talk about girls that we fucked. Oh, cool. like, yeah, you know all that, that sort of stuff. We were like thirteen, <laughs> but um, but we just never spoke about dads at all. Like I, I, I didn't know any. I knew everything about their mums. I knew what their mums uh, did and their, their mums' names. Yeah, didn't know a thing about any of their dads, other than like what, other than the reason why their dad wasn't around. Right. So okay. like it was always just like. Dad was a drug addict. Dad wasn't a rat. Dad never met their dad. Dad's in prison. My dad was dead. All this mm. sort of stuff. It, 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 we all knew. We all knew our fatherless situations. But that was that was it. And I, it took me years, years and years and years and years, like to as far as maybe like five years ago to realize that that was the number one thing that mm. brought us all together was the fact that we didn't have dads. It wasn't the fact we liked this music or this bit of clothing or, or whatever. It was all to do with not having a good role model yeah, yeah, at yeah. home. And even even um, like some, some of us had like brothers and stuff, or even brothers. It, a brother, my brother was only two years older than me. So even though he wasn't into gang, he was a football player and lots of stuff. Yeah. It's quite hard to look at him as like a role model. Like you respect him and you like him, but because he's in the because he's still in the same school as me right, and so yeah. it's quite hard for me to look at him and go oh yeah that's my positive role model like no because at the end nah, of the day, he's still yeah, 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 he's, he's living the same life exactly, exactly the same we yeah. still fight each other in the house so you know what I mean so it's hard for me to go oh yeah look at him and um so I uh, uh, on on reflection like I the one thing that happened with me in the in the, the gang was uh, they beat me up New Year's Eve two thousand and four I want to say what your own um, friends they my own friends beat we we had a come what it was I used to produce music and I produced some song that they used it they didn't credit me and I was really annoyed yeah but um it got blown way out of uh, proportion because you know fragile ego kids you know it's, you say one thing and they they want to believe yeah, yeah. and uh, they beat me up New Year's Eve um all of them and. And uh, I remember I was in hospital and all that sort of stuff. And uh, I, I, I remember thinking that it was like the best thing that had ever happened to me. Really? Years later. <laughs> Not then. Then I was got embarrassed, yeah. angry, yeah, 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 sad. Uh, I mean, I got to a point where I just wanted revenge, like no one's business. Yeah, you must have been fuming. And my yeah. family wanted to get the police involved. Which is the worst thing? Snitches get stitches, man. Course, I can't, yeah. Especially in the gang. Next thing you know, oh really? I'm a, I'm a secret snitch now. Is that what's happening? And uh, so we had, so we had to deal with all that. And um, I remember, it, like, we're talking years of revenge. Like this happened. So it happened 2004. I was like 16, and then I remember six months after that happened on New Year's Eve, I left school. I think I left school like May or whatever it was. Okay. 
And um, I just remember those few months were just horrible mm. because these guys who I'd been really good friends with, oh, we don't talk. And they felt ashamed as well because they didn't, it was almost as if they didn't want to do it. Mm. And but they felt they had to just yeah, sort of save face or... Yeah, because there was no bragging. Like, mm. you know, if you beat someone up and they really deserved it and you're happy that it happened, yeah. you would be bragging about yeah, it. Yeah, you would yeah. be, like, these were the sort of guys who, yeah. were, you know, they didn't care about it. But they, there was no bragging. It was very almost. Sometimes they wouldn't look me in the eye. It was very awkward between. I could. I didn't want to talk to them because I was angry, and mm. so it was. I remember, but it helped me sort of focus on just getting okay A levels, mm -hmm. GCSE. Sorry, because I didn't really have them. Uh, I wasn't hanging about with them anymore. No. I'd made other friends, and I held that anger and resentment and revenge. God, I held it for maybe like seven years after Jesus. like I went to college I, I mean I was doing comedy and still wanted to kill these guys wow, like, still fantasizing about what oh you, my yeah. god yeah because I started comedy at 18 so it was only like two years after this had happened <laughs> and uh, I was doing uh, comedy and I, I this was uh, I think Facebook was I wasn't even on Facebook this was MySpace when I started MySpace yeah, right. was around and um, I remember about the age of about 22, 23 I was just, I, I, I mean, I spent the first five years looking for them. Like I would, I knew they lived in mm. Smevik, so I would just wait in Smevik with like a balaclava on, just sitting on up, sitting on. I didn't man. have a, I didn't have a, a knife or anything like that. I just remember just waiting. Yeah. Just, I knew his house is there. I'll just wait here for a few hours and see when he comes out. Fuck man. And stop. I remember doing stuff like that. And um, also, I was very lucky that I wasn't stabbed because they were still carrying knives when mm. they beat me up. So I, I also felt very fortunate that that didn't happen. But uh, um, I saw one of the main guys who I was really close with. And out of everybody in the gang, you know, there's one person you just have a really good bond with. Yeah. And um, I remember he, he'd been to my nan's house and everything. It was all good. And, you know, and then all that happened. And I saw him about seven years later. And I, I saw him and I went, that's, that's, that's him. And, uh, and this was by chance, I was just in the area. Yeah. And then I looked down and he had a little girl with him. No. Like a little a little kid who look, look, must have been about four or five, walking, talking, holding hands. And I remember hearing that he had a daughter. Right. And I saw him with his daughter and I was like, oh, he's a, he's a dad. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> he grew up. So that. Yeah, he's got, and, and it, every, every little bit of hatred, every little bit of leftover revenge from when it happened just all, completely disappeared i just was like oh yeah he's he's wow. actually great why am i why do i still have this little bit of anger and resentment and revenge in me he's he's grown up he's got a kid what am i gonna yeah. do what am i gonna do beat him up and he has to go back to his daughter or cut up and explain yeah. to his little kid why you know uh, and i was well, like oh yeah, yeah. Grow up, Darren. And then, uh, <laughs> what do I you do? were still relatively a kid then. You still, yeah, 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 yeah. I was still like early twenty, and because I had not, because none of them were on Facebook or social media or anything. Because when you try and be a gangster, you don't use those sort of things no, at it's all. No, it's not. It's not. Yeah, cool. yeah not at all. <laughs> Pictures of your mum and Ex all that. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I never, I never heard from them, and then I just saw him, and um, it's quite weird now because there are because they all know I do comedy because they've seen me on telly well, yeah, and they, they've must followed be, radio yeah. shows and I've seen certain ones look at my stories now because oh, one, of, of one of them yeah. one of them is like a, a pretty famous rapper now no. and, uh, and he was the one I hated the most like even I would never like there's no revenge or anything like that but he's the one where I go I just don't want you I don't, I don't like you still like I've just, yeah. just not, your energy was not good um, he's like a really quite a famous rapper now. I'm and, going uh, back now to work out who's the famous rappers in the black country. Fra famous yeah, rapper yeah, yeah, yeah. from Birmingham, black country, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And he's a, he's a, 
And uh, uh, so they were all looking at my stories and my friend spoke to that one that I saw with the daughter. Mm. And uh, he actually said, he said, oh, so I'm doing this comedy and it, it, and it talked about the gang TCK. So I can't believe he did a sketch about TCK. Oh, you know, fair play to him, man. Fair play, you know, he's doing his thing. Oh, you know, wow. so, and it was just, it's just, it's very much like that now. It's weird how time is like a really great healer course, in a way. Yeah. And if I saw him, I would happily like chat to him and I've got no, there's no hatred there, but it's, I, I, it's just so crazy of how this very small period of my life anything could have happened. Like yeah. I remember my friend, I see my friends, uh, knives were pulled out, people were beaten up. Luckily I wasn't, I, had, I, had, I remember I had like knives pulled out on me a few times as a, as a teenager, like, mm. teenager, like before I was like 15, like five, six times, knives pulled out right. with very like, but I had that attitude of what? You gotta put a knife out. I'm like, what? <laughs> like now I'm like, what am I doing? Yeah, yeah, if somebody yeah. pull a knife out on me now, I'm like, what? hey, I've got insurance. <laughs> Take everything. Yeah. But back then I just remember having that attitude of like outside parties, man. So pull the knife out and go, put a knife out, who do you think you are? Like, ah, what, what, why would I do that? And then, Cause and you like, had all your mates around you. Yeah, yeah, you need to show, stay face. so, it was, I'll I, I tell you this now, man, comedy, 100% saved my life without any, because uh, I didn't know where I was going. Mm. And I also matured as well. Yeah. Like if you hear the way I speak now compared to the way I speak when I used to, before I started comedy or, or around 18, 19, obviously you just get older. Yeah. Completely different person, <laughs> completely different. I, me and my friends uh, back at, who knew me back then, our synergies off a bit. Yeah, right. Because they're coming with a fist bump and I'm like, hey, what's going on guys? How's, how's like we don't have, it's, it's still there, but the synergy is completely off because of doing comedy. Because I remember being an 18 year old guy, 18 year old kid, doing car shares to fucking Telford mm. with three middle-class white married comics <laughs> having a chat. And I, you immediately sort of grow up out of it. This gangster wannabe stuff was gone when we were at some service station after I've bombed and I've tried to learn about comedy. It completely, I really grew up from that, man. And uh, I'm always very appreciative of, of that. Not just the stage time and, you know, all that, just everything else about comedy in terms of just meeting people and getting to know people and, um, just learning how to talk to everyone, yeah. which is something that I never did. Like my, like, those, like those guys, some of my friends in, in Birmingham back country, they've never been to bloody London. No. They've never left. They've, they stay in the area. They're very much area. In their little group, in their little world, yeah. Completely comfortable, completely happy with what they're doing, and that's fine, but I, I'm, I've, I'm just that guy who's just out, you know, doing, going around uh, doing comedy, and I'm also the one who's like, out of everyone, they've all got families. Yeah, right. <laughs> they've got kids, they've got houses, they've got mortgages, they've got jobs. I'm in the uh, the friends WhatsApp group and it's the saddest thing because somebody will go, oh guys, we're thinking of doing this. And I'm like, yeah, free, I'll do it. I'm around. Yeah, and my friend, everybody else is like, Dude, I've got babysitters, oh, can't yeah. do it, there's this, there's this, there's this, there's this. And I'm always the one who's like, hey guys, I, I can I can free myself up easy. No worries, I can cancel it. I'm on my, my way now, I'm going. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's very odd. Sorry, I'm just rambling on. No, 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 this is all, mate, this, is, <laughs> yeah, this, 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 this podcast, I've said this to people before, this podcast is all about the guests that come on. Because yeah. it's, I'm learning about life and what yeah. goes on and, and talking to different people with different backgrounds and, and so I'm getting my head around shit yeah. so mate if you want to go off on a tangent yeah, just, go I off just, man I just, I just yeah. chat for ages so no it's good it's good and because it's, it's funny as well not knowing I never know how to start it because yeah. I've done it before where I've just gone so anyway tell me and it just it's bullshit yeah. so just get it I just thought right I'm going to just mention that as soon as we it's, like, in, it's like uh, Rogan he'll just start halfway through a conversation yeah, yeah, yeah. he's like yeah I really enjoyed uh, those hamburgers <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Try to set up before he turns yeah. up. He'll start the podcast and reception. Yeah, I just walk in and throw my coat and my hat on the go, Anyway, Darren, good to see you, man. Knives, man. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you, I used to, when I used to drive a bus, I remember I pulled up at this bus stop and this fella got on with his really long trench coat on. Yeah. And he got on and he, and he paid his money and then he went upstairs. Next bus stop, these two fellas got on and they, they were plain clothes coppers and they put their ID on the thing and went, can you wait here? Uh, yeah, all right, so I'm just sat there. They went upstairs, got the fella that just got on and as they as they escorted him off, they had this big fucking machete. Oh, so they've obviously been following him around. Yeah. So I've never seen anything like it. It wasn't just a normal, like, yeah. this was a fucking sword, I, man. I tell you, there is, there is something about hearing a crime, some sort of GBH committed when there's a machete involved. Mm. Like if I read a newspaper and someone's been stabbed, obviously it's horrible and sad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when I hear of just a machete, they always say wielding. Yeah, when it's a machete yeah, yeah. machete wielding man <laughs> I'm always like that is fucking so scary that's to me. terrifying the idea of somebody with a big machete just yeah. I, I, you've got a, you like you've got that's obviously that's like premeditated there's, mm. no, there's no like oh random world just grabbed a machete and just got no you, <laughs> you're gonna kill you wanna kill I'm yeah. and it's like, it's like it's like when I was a, a bouncer right and uh, every bouncer would just have knuckle dusters mm. and it was just like yeah but you you know that if you hit somebody with a knuckle duster that's like it yeah like you, yeah. you might as well just get a knife and stab someone because yeah. it's the same. It's classed as the same they've thing. Banned, they've, they've, they're illegal now, aren't they? Probably oh, illegal completely, everywhere. Completely, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's classed as a firearm now because it's it's a it's a weapon specifically designed to hit people. Mm. There's no oh, I just use it to knead my dough. <laughs> Makes my fingers look <laughs> yeah, really nice. Yeah, yeah. It's a nice ring. You know, it's a legit. Yeah, it's a. That was always crazy of working the doors. Uh, um, Bouncers, I'd say that there is a similarity with comics where you will, unless you're a shitty comic Mm. or a shitty bouncer, you will always sort of have the the comics or the bouncers back. Like we will always have each other's back. Like, yeah, dumb heckler. Yeah, he might have said the right, might not have said the ideal thing to make things better with the heckler. Mm. But you know what? Ah, Fuck the heckler. They should shut up in the first place. Same with bouncers. Like I'd see bouncers sometimes like, Make a situation worse, yeah, because they were just annoyed at what yeah, was happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. as annoyed as I am that they've made it worse, I'm like, yeah, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have this back 100 yeah, percent because I know that if I have my moment, they're gonna have my back as yeah. well. And uh, the, the funniest thing about being a bouncer was that how how many bouncers would well, you can always tell the new school bouncers versus the old school bouncers. Mm. Like obviously, I was new school. New school bouncers were very aware of losing their badge. Yeah, whereas yeah, old yeah. school bouncers had already worked out how they could keep their badge yeah, right. if they had lost it. So like, <laughs> like I had no idea that you could get a SIA badge if you've been to prison. Really? Like if you've been to prison, because I met a few bouncers who had been to prison and they yeah. had an SIA badge because they uh, grew up like Catholic and knew a priest and a priest would write a letter. No <laughs> way. It, yeah, yeah. One guy I worked with, it happened twice. He, he, he lost got his, banged up twice. Lost his, yeah, oh. he got, got banged up throughout his whole bloody teenage years. Uh, just very nothing too heavy though obviously you're not going to get it if it's like an attempted murder or no, something no. like that but it was all plenty of crimes and uh, yeah priests uh, do it twice no way get an SA badge it's madness blows, absolutely blows my madness. mind how you can do that how, how you can just trust a priest's opinion <laughs> that's Catholic good enough priest. yeah it's crazy <laughs> and this guy was a psycho I mean it was always yeah. but you always needed those guys on the doors it's like if you're in a gang I say or yeah, in the gang, you always find that one, that one loose. Ca- it's like I always think of it as um, 
the Avengers, how mm. like Iron Man's like, oh, we've got a Hulk. We, you always needed that Hulk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they can't talk to customers correctly. They can't no. lock gates. They shit on the radio. They don't search people properly. But when it kicks off, yeah, hey, yeah, set, yeah, yeah. go. Yeah, you go deal yeah. with it. You always <laughs> needed that one person, man. When I used to, I remember when I used to run, I was a manager of Up the Creek before I became a. Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah, well, I was a manager of Greenwich and then uh, Croydon and then yeah. uh, Maidstone. So having a good relationship with the doorman was always incre- it was always a must. Yeah. Like you had to like because like you say there was a couple of them. They were cut, like they were proper roided up. A few of them. One of them left his needles in the toilet, oh and like, just before we were about to open, I came out. I'm like, dude. He's like, oh mate. Because I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Because I, I mean, look, I'm not going to say anything. But be fucking careful, man. Say so he said punter had found these, dude. We shut us down. I mean, you couldn't. You it couldn't. You couldn't just why do it. Why are you doing it here? Yeah. Why? Why? What did he forget to give yeah. it steroid? <laughs> if it means that much to you, you couldn't just do an hour before. <laughs> no, no. It's not a packed lunch, mate. Bloody hell. Do... Yeah, got my sandwiches, got my flask, yeah. got my needles. <laughs> In the roids in the toilet. <laughs> I think I think bouncing at a comedy gig is that's that's one of the only sort of security type jobs I never did. As in, I did security at festivals where comedy was going mm. on, but that's obviously very different. At an actual comedy gig, like a like the comedy store or something yeah. like that, because you, you it's all about getting that timing right and just yeah. knowing when. Because I I also feel like a lot of acts should know that as well. Yeah. Because I, I've seen acts before where crowds are just horrendous mm. and just awful and heckling and it's, it's troublesome and obviously when audience members then start yelling it just gets into it. They start yelling at each other and it's like, okay. But I think sometimes the acts are just expecting the bouncers to come up immediately. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And, to, and it's like, no, no, no. I know it sucks and it's horrible <laughs> and you just, and you might not know what to do but you've got to do the next 10 minutes because yeah. they're not going to get them out until the interval. That's, exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's literally it, but I feel like a lot of acts, and I've seen it before, a lot of acts will not go through that fire. They'll go, um, so security? Yeah, know, Is yeah, it? Yeah, and it's yeah. like, no, 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 they can't do it yet. They have to wait to the interval. Yeah. That's how it works. And even if you say, because I've, I've had it a few times, and I've said to the, the guy kicking off, I'm like, look, dude, this is. I'm just going to talk to you like this. Yeah. And then in the end, you're going to go. Yeah. So then you're wasting, just sit down and enjoy it. But they're too, some of them are too far gone. And yeah. I always make a point of making friends of all the doormen. All the, yeah, all the yeah, start, yeah. every club I go to, I always say hello to everybody. If I'm emceeing, I say a big thank you at the end to your door staff and your bar staff and everyone. Because you need these people. Like, if it does, if someone comes up, because I've seen videos of people getting glasses thrown at them and coming up on stage. And if the dude on the door, if you've been a prick to him, he's going to let you get your head punched in. <laughs> my, radio, my radio wasn't working. I, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was outside dealing with something else, I, mate. I, I do a bit about being a bouncer. And in the setup, I say, respect the bouncers, guys. Respect the bouncers. Yeah. And every time, every time uh, the bouncer, especially the 99, they're like my biggest fans. They're like, hey, what's going on? How you doing, man? They're good, hey. And I'm like, yeah, I know you guys have got my back. So anytime, the, the only thing that's worse is when you when you make a, a like a statement to the audience, like, don't worry. Worry, these guys will go and then as soon as you like get off stage and the the, the, the people working they're like um so yeah we're gonna decide if we're gonna keep them or not i'm like no 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 no, 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 no. <laughs> they have to go yeah. i can't be on stage saying that these guys have to go because of their behavior and you guys are like well we might just no you can't do that now I'm, i've they, said it now they literally have to go. i've had that a few times I'm like, no, 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 they have to go guys <laughs> they're only gonna get what it's weird yeah. when people who are like especially when they're quite new to running or being in charge of a gig, you know, yeah. like the big chain gigs, they have different people. And it's like, just trust the comics on this sometimes, yeah. I think, because we know, we we know whether it's yeah. only going to get worse yeah. based on how someone responds to the way they're being dealt with. Yeah, and 
I feel like a lot of people do. They just don't. Want, they don't want to hassle, do they? No, they're, they're scared. They don't yeah. want. To, they don't want to go over to that person and say what they got to say and say right, you're out because it's gonna. Sometimes it's gonna kick off. Do you think they're still you know? worried about like uh, Yelp reviews? Yeah, of course they are. They're worried about all that shit. Even though that person's been an out and out yeah. cunt. They've ruined the show for every all 300 people and there's 299 people hate this person. I was chucked out for making the show better. Yeah, I, I thought I, a comedian <laughs> could do It's like, shut up. Yeah. I was just helping. Yes, what's wrong? It's a comedy gig. They talk to me, I talk to them. What is wrong with this? I can't, yeah. It's such a, it's such a weird uh, space. Have you watched the Chappelle special? Yes. Well, I just, I literally, before you came in, I just saw a review that said, uh, uh, Rotten Tomatoes have given it 0% right. based on audience. Uh, but then uh, audience score is 99%. You're right. It's the most decisive comedy special, yeah. maybe since Nanette. I, I had an argument about it the other day. For the complete opposite reason. Nanette yeah. was on the... Nanette was to some people super super left SJW yeah. teary eyed blah 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 and Chappelle is conservative yeah. <laughs> hate speech but it's such a like and I enjoy both the specials for what they are like I enjoy Nanette's exactly for, yeah I enjoy Nanette's purely for its structure I don't think it was the funniest no. I, I, but structure wise oh beautiful yeah, you're yeah, not gonna yeah. get a better structure than the way it comes back at the end with the certain jokes and the stories and she oh that's beautiful yeah it's beautiful ah, yeah. genius Chappelle's just pure ruinous, doesn't give a shit. And I, uh, with that special, I, I find all of the stuff that's not expected as a joke. I think it's because I've been a Chappelle fan since the 90s. Right. Where, like, I find everything he says that's not supposed to be funny, funny. Yeah. Like, for me, one of the funniest things he says in that whole show is when he is neutral, when he talks about the LGBT community. That beautiful. Oh, the, the alphabet people. Beautiful. Yeah. I should have said alphabet people. I was like, this is gonna kick off. That's already. A- and he goes, and then we put the we put the the the, the Q between the. T- yeah. yeah. And he goes, oh because wow. Because no one's ever said alphabet people. No. And that that's that that's gonna stick now. It's just the part where he goes, uh, the T's hate me, and he goes, and he goes, the T's hate me, and he goes. I, I just can't stop talking about these niggas, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that to yeah, me yeah. is the funniest thing. You just, I just can't stop talking about uh, these niggas. But did you see the epilogue after? Yes, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that's a bit someone else missed, and I'm like, you got to watch yeah, to the watch end. The this is what I like about him. He does. He he's he's in such a unique, goddamn space, man. Mm. That nobody else in. As in, he's super rich, super as famous as goddamn uh, a Hollywood superstar at this point. Uh, he's invited to all the award ceremonies. Yeah. And we'll talk like how he talks on stage. He's the only guy who's... Louis C.K. was doing that, but obviously we saw what happened there. Yeah. Um, he's the only guy who's doing that. And also, doesn't do films, doesn't do TV shows, doesn't host anything. No. He literally just does a special for 20 mil each time. And he even gave a free special, that one where he's sitting on the stool talking about the Louis C.K. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. Was, that was free. And then he'll do that epilogue thing as well. It's a unique, creative... There's, there's nobody else I can think of other than I think Louis C.K. was the only yeah, guy he was, yeah. who was operating which is why we were so disappointed oh, no, when it all crazy. came out look, like he even says like, I've seen posters of it like, look, you know, like I was your guy go, yeah you were you yeah. fucking were and this is why whenever his name is mentioned we're like fuck man it's, it's brutal I mean uh, the, his, his output was insane. He yeah. had all these TV shows. I mean, remember Horace and Pete that he just yeah, made out yeah, of it? Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. his specials, even though I didn't really enjoy the, not the last two, the second to last one and the one before that. Mm. I thought, yeah, fine. But the, the first last one, two, the first, the, um, uh, 
Uh, hilarious, oh, hilarious, and uh, yeah, have chewed you, up. Have you watched them recently? Chewed up, and, uh, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. literally just dick and pussy. All, I know, when it's, I, it's so uh, vulgar, but it's, it's so, always he's always masturbating. Yeah. It's like, oh, shit, it was there all along, but we and didn't it, see it. He's like, uh, they were selling duck vaginas. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. How much do you have to own a species where you just sell their vagina? But what I thought was interesting with all of that is. Because Louis C.K. was so in the comedy world, as in he wrote for everyone. Yeah. Everybody used Louis C.K. for the TV. When it all broke out, there was a weird kind of silence from all of the these kind of yeah, they, bears yeah, and the, yeah. the, even the, the uh, even the guys that you know the eyes, the guys that I look like the Conans. And all, nobody wanted to talk on it no. uh, because they all he's written for them and been head writers for them, and it was it was so such a strange. I've never seen somebody get caught out or, or told or, or um, uh, exposed if you will mm. in a way that Louis C.K. did but because people have so much respect for his art yeah. it was almost hard for people to, to give him the, the, the necessary shit and I heard about these rumours years yeah, ago yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. it's like with Cosby everyone heard about the Cosby yeah. stuff like years ago that he was a I didn't know to that extent but everybody knew that he was a massive sort of um uh, creep, but what I think what people are waiting for now is, and I talk about this and say, uh, as comedians, I think we're the easiest of targets. Mm. We are like, if there's outrage for some reason, when a comedian says a joke, it's a, a, a declarative statement on a, on a pulpit to yes. addressing the nation, mm. and it's like, no, it's just being funny, just, just being funny, just yeah, being funny, making you laugh. The whole yeah. idea is to sort of make you laugh and shock you at the yeah, same time. Yeah, yeah, Sometimes yeah, yeah. it's like um, that classic Patrice joke where he says, a, a, "An unfunny joke is the birth of a funny joke." So, like, mm. if it's not funny. That's 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 the birth of it. You need the yeah. time. I'm just, I don't know. I just find it weird how there's loads of comedians now who just, who I understand they don't like, say Louis C.K. or whatever, or you mm. think he's, he shouldn't be doing comedy. And all. I get completely all of that yeah. but like let's not act like we don't understand the process now mm-hmm. like when his um, video clip got brought out and it was him talking about a partland shooting and stuff and people were like oh can you believe he's punching Dan it's like what do you mean like nah. where, have you, where have you been <laughs> like I understand you don't like the fact he's doing comedy but you, you know this is what Louis this is what, what he does this is what he's always done yeah. this is why we always like him because he, he will say stuff like that and I feel like people just and that was a leaked set of him working out material which is just that's the worst thing mm. now is leaking set and then reviewing the leaked set. Well, no, yeah, imagine yeah, that, yeah. You, work on, you work on a new Edinburgh show and it just gets leaked and that's yeah. it. And everyone's just like, oh, we know all these, here we go. It's- but it doesn't seem to be, because I got I got into a, into a Twitter spat about this because when it, when it came out, he was back doing it. And it was yeah. only like, it's like nine, ten months. Oh yeah, he didn't wait very long. He didn't wait very long. And it was no, he kind of like, he put out his apology and he admitted, he admitted what he'd done. And he, and, but he, and then they, everyone pulled the apology apart, going, "No, he's not really sorry." Yeah, this, yeah, yeah. But then, but there was no, there was no sign of him. There was no kind of remorse. There was no sign of anything. He kind of just went away for a bit, yeah. And then he sort of snuck back in and went. And then I just said on Twitter, "I'm like, look, I'm all for forgiveness and redemption and things like that, but this doesn't seem like long enough. This doesn't seem, this doesn't seem to be enough yet." And now I got fucking taken down. I got, <laughs> I got secret uh, messages. DMs from other comics going, well, what's who are you to decide what a long enough time is and all that? I'm like, but we have to work in this industry. We have to be seen to be fucking standing with people yeah. that have been sexually assaulted and go, yeah, we ain't having it. You know what it is? It's because showbiz is seen as a, a privilege. Mm. So oh, definitely, this yeah. is why people will say Louis C.K. either shouldn't do comedy or wait or whatever. Yeah. Whereas like a builder or someone, you know, no one's like, oh, take away his bloody uh, mm. mixer. Um, but I think. I think I, I get what you're saying about the Louis C.K. thing, but here's my thing with it: What do people want, though? Because I feel like 
If Louis C.K. came out and gave the perfect apology, it still mm. wouldn't be enough for some. They would still think... They said he, he should be, he's been given the golden ticket and then if he's, and he's fucked it, so he should have it taken Here's my away. view. Louis C.K. lost 30 million. Mm. Now, I understand he's still worth millions. He's a rich man. Mm. I get all that. I get it. But if you lose 30 million and mm. your whole, and, he, and he's got daughters and all that sort of stuff, and he had his daughters, if I'm correct, before this happened, I yeah. think, or around the time of okay. like the youngest one, um, he lost 30 million in a day. Mm. And at that point I go, okay, I mean, he's not in prison. I, I mean, if people want to report him and all that, definitely yeah. do it, they should do it. But 30 million in a day alone with the abuse that he gets on the street, because mm. I've, I've been sort of following it and just seeing what he's uh, abuse. There's just abuse on the street. People, really? You know what people are like. They yeah. fight, oh, you're that guy. Oh, boo, we, but, you know, mm. abuse on the street with his kids and all that sort of stuff. And then I'm like, but he will get that for the rest of his life. Right. There's no way he's not getting that for the no. rest of his life. He's too recognisable as well. I feel like Louis Gay is, he, he's aged out. So because he's like bold with the moustache and yeah. grey, that's, <laughs> that's his right, look that's his for the yeah. next 30, 40 years. <laughs> he's going to get that abuse every day for the rest of his life. Yes. And it's like, how much more do people want? Because there is a supply and demand thing in this business where it's just like, okay, he, he can self-finance it all himself. Mm. And if people want to go see him, that's fine. I also, don't, I also think if people want to go and heckle and do all yeah. that sort of shit, that's fine. As much as I'm a big fan of Louis C.K. and I love his art, I, think, I still think he's the greatest comedian yeah, ever in yeah. terms of a comedic mind. Yes. But for what he's uh, done and, mm. what, and the heartache and the, that's put these uh, women through and the, the silence that they've had, I definitely think he definitely deserves all of what's mm. coming to him completely. Yeah. Whether it, but um, it's just I just think in this generation nobody ever really says what they truly truly want. They just say we want an apology. And it, okay, if he because what he'll do is he's he's waiting for the right time to go on one of those shows. Mm. And I actually think he's going to go on the Colbert show because if you remember when it broke, yeah, he was supposed to go on the Colbert show to promote that that film Daddy's Home. Oh yeah, it was yeah, called, yeah, yeah, that yeah. weird daughter yeah. one. <laughs> which is, just Which is badly oh, oh my god that is such a <laughs> rough timing and I think because they're friends I actually think he will go back on that show right. and though, I'm telling you man those American late night talk shows they really do do a lot for redemption Hello listeners of Insane in the Membrane. This is a very quick interruption from Jade Adams, Rich's girlfriend. But also, I'm here to tell you that on the 21st of September at 6pm and 9pm, I'm going to be on at the Bloomsbury Theatre doing a special recording for Amazon Prime of my five-star show I took to Edinburgh Fringe this year called The Ballad of Kylie Jenner's Old Face. And just to let you know, Rich Wilson will be warming the crowd up beforehand. So it's going to be a big old family affair and we'd love to see you all. Tickets are available from the Bloomsbury Theatre website or ilovejadeadams.com and that's Jade with a Y. I'd love to see you all there. I'll go now because Rich actually doesn't know that I'm doing this, so um, don't tell him, all right? This show is made by Dark Horse Digital. Shooting, live streaming and podcast production. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I've had this conversation with so many people mm. about Louis C.K. because it is, it is, it is the only one where I'm just like, ah, I feel like R. Kelly, don't give a shit. No. Like, his music, fine. I grew up on him, blah, 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 but scumbag, locked him up in yeah, prison. Yeah, Bill yeah. Cosby, fuck Bill Cosby. Yeah. I can't stand Bill that Cosby guy. was even worse, because oh. he was, I mean, he wouldn't even, he, oh. used to, he used to write letters if you used profanity and... Bill Cosby used to tell black people to pull their yeah, trousers yeah, yeah. Off. Fuck <laughs> you. Oh, I hate While Bill While he's Cosby. got his other hand just sprinkling oh. drugs into a lady's drink. Like 60 <laughs> women. I, I, I remember I watched the, um, the documentary on that, and they had this, this woman on there at the beginning of the, the documentary, and it was so, I almost cried. It was so sad. She was like a, 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 a white woman in like the, 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 the 60s, mm. and she had a little black baby, and obviously everybody was, she was being, you know, getting taunted and mm. bullied because she got a black kid and all this. Yeah. And she met Bill Cosby, and he's talking about all this, and he took care of her, and she, she and what got me about it was every woman wanted to have sex with Bill Cosby. Mm. They all, not everyone, but every, when she was talking, they were like, yeah, we would have had sex. But he was seen as an angel, man. Big, biggest yeah. star in the world, Bill yeah. Cosby, good looking, young, whatever. And he, and he, she, he drugged her and it, it, it obviously raped her and all that. And then just like threw her out and just got rid of her. Fuck, and it, man. it was just so, I was just And like, yet he put out this, this image of the perfect the, dude. And he was funny. His the stuff biggest con going was yeah. Bill Cosby. I don't care what any, Bill Cosby, number one to me, absolute massive, massive scumbag. Yeah. But the thing about Bill Cosby is you can't take away his records. No. He broke a lot, he broke down, as a black person as well, he broke down See, so See, that's something as well. Yeah, exactly. He, like, when you go back, I remember watching, when I first getting the, when I, as a kid, and someone gave me the cassette of uh, Delirious, Eddie Murphy. Yeah. I remember listening to that. I've said this many times on other things, but I've got my headphones on and I'm like, oh, this is next level. This is, oh my God, I can't let my mum and dad hear this. This is something. And it blew my mind. All my mates were listening to it. And then speaking to one of someone's older brother, anyway, well, yeah, you, you know that, that, you know, Eddie Murphy, and then that's Richard Pryor. And then you go back and then it's like, and then it's, uh, and then it's Bill Cosby and then it's Lenny Bruce and it's all these. And that, that, it, it, that, listening to that cassette, and going back down the line yeah. introduced me to so much stuff and yeah. so yeah he was pivotal he, he broke barriers he and, he, and he pushed forward and then and then he was just the biggest fucking cunt on the planet and the way that he's been acting with the trial as well oh just, man or it's just he's the most unlikable person yeah. ever completely and I think his wife as well is complicit in it all as well really she, yeah completely she's no they've been married for like 50 years she, oh, so she must have she's, she's there must be stories by now completely yeah. you know, I think she's now divorcing him because they're just it's, it's more just legal stuff but mm. he's in prison uh, now and um, yeah he for me he, he, he's just the, um, the worst uh, on a much more lighter note um, what do you think of Eddie Murphy's regular comeback Oh fuck yeah! I, you, I think it's gonna be fucking terrible. It's gonna <laughs> a absolutely... PC Eddie Murphy, oh, yeah. a woke. 
What's he gonna say? Woke feminist yeah, yeah. PC. You vegans can't be on my car. You vegans can't look at my asshole. <laughs> Have you listened to that special recently? Oh god, I've I've tried to. I was. I remember my kids years. Which one ago. is it where he, where he says you faggots can't look at my ass? I think I can't remember if it's raw or delirious. It, I, I remember the first time I saw raw. that and I went, Jesus Shrek. Yeah. Oh really? Oh yeah, of course, because it would have been. It, it, it was. It would have been donkey. Yeah, it was about the time when he was it was donkey, and I was like, whoa! And he's oh, just doing man, the, the, that's the, even the, worse. The, 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 the gay, I'm like, when he's talking about his, his his aunt being a being a bigfoot. Yeah, I just you know what? I just don't get how that's even still like in people's top tens. Maybe you at the time, yeah. maybe at the time. But I've watched it and I go, yeah, I can't like. There's not, not no, it's no, just no. so. It was of its time, and at the time, even at the time, you were like, whoa, I can't. Like I said to you, I can't let my parents listen to this. Oh yeah, and you're like, fuck, it was the most extreme thing I'd ever yeah. heard. And then. But you but it was of its time. So this is we were we were kids and we didn't know yeah. we didn't know better. And it was you know and everyone's calling each other this and that and the other and, and obviously as you grow up, I remember. So it would have been about sort of ten ten years ago, maybe a bit more than that. My lads were over and I just started doing comedy and we were sitting around and they were and they were going through my DVDs and go, oh what's this and I'm like oh well that's that's Eddie Murphy and he was that's why I got me into comedy and I'm like, oh, let's put it on put it on. I went uh, yeah go on and then we put it on lasted 10 minutes yeah it's, I'm like it's, I can't this is the this is awful I mean he was what he was young really young yeah. wasn't he like 22 or something like that but um, yeah what I've seen of the, the special and I know how times have uh, obviously changed it's just it's just such an odd sort of contradiction in that outfit and you're then mm. like saying real homophobic stuff which yeah, is at yeah, the time yeah. was acceptable I'm getting yeah. completely but it's just so strange to see that and now he wants to make uh, come back as a uh, he's going to make some sort of a stand up uh, he's doing it slowly as well because at the minute he's, he's hosting SNL he's hosting one of oh, the okay. episodes of SNL which obviously he hasn't done for like how many years and then uh, Netflix as well have right. got him in for a, I think that was a part of him doing the comedians in Cars Getting Coffee it's all okay. just a big it's a big he's, yeah. he's making his descent it's, it's yeah, going to yeah. be absolutely brutal I think I don't because Eddie Murphy if you've ever seen Norbit or oh, any of yeah. anything that Eddie Murphy has done by himself uh, uh, Pluto Nash or whatever <laughs> you know that Eddie Murphy he's kind of out of touch at times he's a very talented actor very funny natural guy he can hold court with Ed. no one's out holding court with Eddie Murphy even Dave Chappelle looks at him as a god yeah. but I feel like as in terms of doing stand up in 2019 even doing warm ups yeah. what are you going to do put everyone's mobile phone in their pocket oh and there's not going to be a, a somebody in there reviewing it immediately um. <laughs> perfectly right it's going to be a, they're going to be out to game they're going to be out to I don't think it's worth it I don't no. even think he needs that money well, I, yeah exactly he's Eddie Murphy and even he's doing um, Coming to America too. he must be in debt because at the minute he's doing <laughs> Mate, all this Coming to America was a struggle anyway no, coming to, I mean but Coming to America too. and of course there's a son involved of course there is oh, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. He, uh, he, it's weird he must have just gone I don't know whether he's in debt or something. he can't be in debt he's pretty Eddie Murphy man but I don't doing, know though he's had I don't know he's had well, he's, had, he's, got, a lot of he's kids. got a lot of kids he's that's like gonna, nine kids I mean I've got two and they've cost me a fortune yeah. man so God knows and you're not, you're not raising and I'm not, <laughs> exactly oh how much exactly. is how much is ballet classes <laughs> every uh, oh, really? yeah, and yeah. Uh, juices yeah. and stuff and nannies and, and dietitians and, yeah, exactly yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I think the landscape for stand up now is so it's so different to what it was mm. when it's even when I started obviously from when you started I feel like now 
you can't just be funny on stage. You've got to be funny in tweets, videos, you just got to, Yeah, you just got to be aware of every single thing you say now. Everything that I put yeah. up in in, in, in uh, on statuses, I'm like, okay, that's the Twitter one. What's the Insta one? What's the Facebook mm. one? What's the profile one? Oh, there's, uh, the, the WhatsApp thing. There's so much more you've got to do. And you've got, yeah. you've got to think. Like, even now we're talking about uh, sort of Louis C.K., uh, his crimes, and, uh, we're, you know, we we have to make people know, oh, no, we're saying it's completely wrong and they should be in prison. Yeah, exactly, no, no. Yeah. There's no one here saying that they should no. be no we're saying they should definitely feel some sort of punishment even um, uh, uh, words and stuff that people use like the, even Eddie Murphy Eddie Murphy's homophobic language like no we're saying it's wrong and it's dated yeah. that, that's just how it is you have to almost um, uh, double down on it and go over it again now because people they get they get so they hear words and they get just I think it's just well they'll take a snippet of what you've said yeah. out of context and oh, they'll that's go, what, that's what, this, is what, yeah. this is what you said. You go, yeah, I did, but you haven't looked, the rest of the, you've yeah. taken the words around you it. You haven't looked away. at the part where I said, I love them. <laughs> I may have said that horrible word, but I said, I love them and want to be one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That is what people do. It's, it's, it's such a crazy time, yeah. especially oh. online. Obviously oh, online. God, do you know what? It's, it's, I can, f- every time I look at my laptop, I'm like I can I can hear like mumbled screams and shouts. It's like, oh, and, like then, the, yeah, and then you of... and then you open it up. And it's like ah, it's this mad fight. How depressing is it when you go on Twitter? I'm sure yours is the same, and it says comedians, and you click on and you have a look, <laughs> and it's non-comics talking about Brexit. Oh man, yeah. <laughs> no, my, oh. my, but me and James Gill always talk about it. We always just we always just go through the names and go, yep, did yep, comedian. These are our comics here. It's so depressing. It's literally just people who are uh, comedy people. Yeah. Not all stand-ups, like actors or whatever. But it's just them going on about Brexit every time <laughs> and it's just like oh no this is what Twitter thinks of my comedians right well, this now this is it and then, 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 and then you know, people outside just go oh no comedians are shit they're not yeah, funny exactly, yeah exactly yeah. these, these are the people that are representing oh the uh, liberal BBC comedians oh, oh. like who uh, Armando Iannucci I feel, like he, he's always writing about Brexit and I'm just like oh guys come on man mate if I you can you can, del- you can mute certain words can't you can you yeah 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 I do because I'm not into football, so I did it in the World Cup. Oh, wicked! I, I, I muted World Cup. I muted Trump. I muted this and that and the other. And mate, it's amazing. But if you mute Brexit, I'm pretty sure. I mean, it just be just wilderness, pre- yeah, tumbleweed, it's just tumbleweed. No, it's nothing. Going sh- on. You know what? I should have done that for Love Island. Yeah, <laughs> I should have done that because they're going to make two series of that now. Love Island, aren't they? Yeah, like, yeah. I should definitely put. That you can do that. Go I in. No interest. Yeah, in this show. is this is why it's really cool being with a partner that is so tech. Yeah, and social media savvy. Like she, she guides me completely because I'd just be like blurting stuff out, like yeah, a, yeah, yeah, like yeah. a fat bloke at a wedding who's pissed off that his daughter married the wrong bloke, right? And I'm there, right? and then she's like, no, 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 wait, 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 right? Don't do that now. Don't say it. Say it this way. And say yeah. it this time. Take out those hashtags and then do this and then do that. Oh, like, guides wow. me all the time, man. No, I need a bit of that. In my yeah, life. yeah, yeah. It's so hard, isn't it? Yeah. I like and to it, think that I, I've kept up to date. But I've only kept, I've realized I've kept up to date with just knowing what they are. Mm. So like, I, I've kept up to date with Snapchat by just knowing that it's an app. Yeah. Like I've never used it. Well, that's it. where the kids are now. Oh uh, yeah, Snapchat. And what's that other, there's another, TikTok, is that the one? What? There's another one called TikTok, which is, right. like I've had, I've had meetings with producers and they've gone, oh yeah, this is uh, Laura, blah, blah, blah. Oh, and she's got 1.4 followers on TikTok. And I'm like, oh, okay, so <laughs> does she make the coffees here? Like, what does that, what does that mean <laughs> to me? fuck is TikTok, Yeah, man? it's another, it's another weird, I, I only heard of it because um, Arnold Schwarzenegger has now joined TikTok. I was like, I was like, can you what listen to what doing? you just said? Yeah, listen I don't what you just said. <laughs> Let's and I know that's not your fault. Has now joined TikTok. 
That is true. And I was oh like, maybe I should have a look. You know what it is? You just want to be, you want to be the, you want to be the person who was like early into Vine. When yeah, Vine, yeah, yeah. Vine man, I miss Vine. Uh, uh, yeah, Vines I, were I, fucking great, man. I mean, I mean it, it gave us dapper laughs. So. Yeah. I mean, it's brilliant. <laughs> I still say, I, there was a, there was, this, I can't remember, there was a group of them and they're talking about people's shoes. They go, what are those? Yeah, I yeah, still say, that. and it, not many people get it, but if someone gets it, they go, ah, oh, yeah. yeah. What, what are those? <laughs> yeah, yeah, classic. That's a lot. That's a, that's often it's still on Black Twitter. Oh, that. is it? Yeah, Black Twitter. I see, I was talking to someone, um, uh, <laughs> Marlon Davis was yeah. telling me about the Black Twitter. And, Black Twitter uh, is yeah. full of memes and it's mean and it's funny. Yeah. Uh, Black gay Twitter is really fun. As yeah, well. really. Yeah, I feel like there's a lot of like um, a lot of because ter- here's the thing. I, I I've recently learned that that certain terms are cultural appropriation for gay people now. So you know, like I was talking to some gay friends and they were saying that you know, like how um, people say yes, queen. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently, like there's gay people who get really angry when non like gay people say that. Because really, like, that's their word. You do not use. Thing is, I like the fact that when I was growing up, like before the, the term cultural appropriation came yeah. up certain bits of other cultures you're like oh, that's fucking cool yeah, like someone culture. with like a white guy with a, who's got mad hair like afro and you're like that's fucking cool man you look amazing that multicultural mixed up mashup of stuff yeah but now it's like no no you can't do that because you're not from there and yeah, you can't hate, do that because I, of that and I, you're like come on man I hate all of that stuff yeah. really like unless you're like a Rachel Dolezal or or that guy who got that that white guy who got that grant for saying he was black and he was Irish yeah right and uh, yeah he got like a, a did he? Uh, yeah yeah he really did yeah he's a, <laughs> he's a white guy and people have always said that he might be mixed because he does have like it doesn't look fully you wouldn't think it was white Irish no way but, uh, it's but why like, do you get a grant? It's like, well, it's just... Because they, they were looking for um, a, BAME, uh, a new BAME right, director. Right, 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 okay. And he just applied yeah. and he got it by just lying. Stuff like that, I think, is, is obviously Absolutely, um, wrong. Yeah. But people, it's like, people still get at Kim Kardashian mm, about, yes. about um, having her hair in braids. And it's like, who gives a fuck gives about a shit, hair? Yeah. Do you know how many fucking black kids she's got, you fool? <laughs> she took black dick multiple times, dude. The least we can she's do... Appropriate yeah. than you. The least we can do is let her have some braids, man. She's <laughs> earned her braids, dude. Holy shit. Uh, People get so angry about that sort of stuff. I, it's never really been a thing that's like bothered me. I've never no. been like one of these people who, who, who will see uh, a white guy with dreadlocks and just mm. be like, oh, he's taking he's taking my culture. Another, it's, it's like, uh, this is not like, I'm, you know, not like it's not the 50s, you know. It's, no. like, <laughs> it's, like it's nice to have that mashup. I like it. Everybody it's, likes other sort of, people's cultures. Yeah, they yeah, really yeah. do, man. I, you know, look at hip hop. I mean, I remember in the, so we had the hip hop when it, I remember I was a really little kid when I first heard hip hop and, and then growing up with it and you start to realize that it's, oh, it's the samples from that. Like yeah. there's some fucking white dude that played a flute and they took a they second love, of that. They love that a Phil Collins sample. Phil Collins, yeah. yeah Cause he's the drummer, he's, yeah, he's yeah. amazing. So all that, so you wouldn't have any of that if no. we weren't stealing or moving stuff around from each other. Yeah, yeah, it, completely. So it just chill the fuck out, man. But I gotta be honest, out of the big argument that's happened in the last couple of years, I learned what jerk actually was okay yeah because I didn't know it was a, this is a way of preparing yeah, it because yeah, I always thought and maybe thing. it's the combination of the herbs and the spices making it the thing yeah but it was only through like talking to Dane Baptiste and he's going no no that's how you prepare it yeah yeah, yeah. So, so I've learned that I've learned yeah, that yeah it's literally how you prepare it yeah you can buy like a jerk it's like it, yeah it's how you prepare it spice a rub jerk jerk chick yeah, yeah. It's, it's so spicy yeah I've had it Nine times I've had it, 10, yeah. I'm just like, it's too much <laughs> like I'm the least black when it comes to that like at carnival if there's like a jerk chicken 
drum, I'm like, that's gonna be too, oh, that's man. Gonna be too I, hard for me. I, I, I don't I, need that. I don't need a. I don't need a, a, a dread looking at me in disgust as I go. <laughs> <laughs> I don't it. need that kind of judgment right now, dude. <laughs> I remember being at carnival and having I had rice and peas, and I had I had um, I can't remember I had fish with it. And, and I'm eating it and I'm just like okay, there's all bones in it and it's all this and I'm pulling faces and my mum is at the time just like don't be pulling faces man I'm like it's got bones in it I'm, not, I'm just saying <laughs> how, <laughs> how do they eat this <laughs> oh, go get me a Snickers yeah. <laughs> but I but yeah going back to I, I think that I you know it's not it's, yeah if someone's doing it in an offensive way then of course but it's it makes things more interesting if we're yeah. all a mishmash for, of bits and bobs and for some reason we we generally give food a bit of a pass. Mm. It's like I can go to a yo sushi and uh, and it, and all the chefs be white English people yeah. who are making it. <laughs> but if you know if one of their servers is dressed as a geisha, uh, all of a sudden it's oh whoa <laughs> hey take it easy what the fuck, man. yeah why why would you do this yes yeah, there's a very thin line I'll tell you what's funny in, in Edinburgh this year I had on a Hong Kong Fui t-shirt nice. right? because I thought Hong Kong Fui I love Hong Kong Fui he's fucking great man someone did say to me oh, you can't have that man I'm like why, why? I mean it's a dog it's a dog in a, it's doing kung fu chill out man and then Phil Wang saw it he was like oh nice t-shirt man and then he saw the right at the bottom he went you know the right on the bottom that's Japanese because <laughs> I've got it uh, I've got it online yeah, so I've yeah. got this I've got this amazing picture of Hong Kong Fui and then it says in the bottom in Japanese I'm actually surprised Phil Wang would know that <laughs> God, I know nothing about Phil Wang but it doesn't seem like he's the most cultured in terms of uh, Asian uh... that was probably just Mandarin he had no idea oh, yeah. he's just making me feel stupid yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. that's nice you probably looked at Phil Wang oh cool man as soon as he said it's a nice top People do that with like black people, like yeah. Well, he said it's okay. It's like uh, uh, Brent at the office. Oh <laughs> so, yeah. Like Bob Marley. Bob Marley. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Uh, white people ruined Bob Marley for me. Oh man. Because they played it. At, it was on at every dinner party, and it wasn't like. I mean, his early stuff, like the kind of like Scar yeah. stuff, is excellent. But the main like any anyone who puts on Legend. Yeah. I'm like, oh, we're we doing this again. You've killed this. You can't handle it. <laughs> But yeah, I, um, I you know, I tell you what, with comedy, I tell you, it has it has helped me to be more confident, uh, more honest with things. Do you not feel like you're too honest with strangers immediately? Yes, I do that a lot. And Very I go, honest. Oh, you yeah. probably didn't. Oh, you didn't want to hear about my dad killing himself in prison. <laughs> Sorry, anywho, Sorry, nice to dude. meet you. Yeah, yeah, and you, go, you forget. Yeah, you forget that in the this impact, world. Yeah, yeah, it must have been. Because I know you've been very open and honest, funnily enough, about that yeah. story about your dad. It must have been. I know someone else that um, not only did their dad take their own life, but they found him. Oh, wow. So, you know, and that's something you're never going to get over that. But yeah, that's. And that's to know that your dad took himself off, I mean, that, I, I can't even begin it, it, to it, get my head around it that. It just sets your, um, your life in motion that, like, Oh, it's this isn't forever. Like mm. I was eleven, and I'm immediately aware of death and that right. I've got death that, yeah. and sadness at the mm. age of like eleven. That people will get, that at times you will get sad enough 
where you can just kill yourself. Yeah. It's just because be, before then, obviously, you know, I'm a kid. I'm watching bloody Power Rangers and Pokemon, and you know, it's all uh, friends together. Uh, you know, there's no real depression or sadness. Yeah. But then out the blue, you just find out your dad killed himself in a prison and I remember even the prison part wasn't I, I almost didn't care I, did, I didn't I, had like, you got your head around that yeah, by that point yeah, yeah yeah it was just like yeah okay prison yeah just the idea that you could kill yourself and then obviously you start thinking okay what did I do did I do anything mm. wrong what was you know was we me and my brother not not necessarily good enough what happened with my mum what was going through his mind and all that and then and then uh, so yeah my dad died in March 2000 and then um, I started sort of high school September 2000 so right. I didn't really have much time to deal with it, and then hence so you had to take that joining a gang and yeah. getting involved in all that madness as just a way to just find find some sort of a calling. Yeah. And then after I left uh, school, finished school, started college. Hated college. Didn't enjoy it at all. It was basically just bloody school in non-uniform day yeah, school. Yeah, really. yeah. I hated it. And then I remember I went really depressed again because I felt like all the feelings of my dad dying had right. come back because when I was in school, you're busy, you know, puberty, yeah, friends, yeah, yeah. school, girls, yeah, mates, blah, 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 all that sort of shit. And then as soon as I went to college and I left college, I just had days and days of just, like, just me on my own, mm. nothing to do, no, no goals. And then... Um, and then I got really, really depressed. And then uh, that was when I sort of started comedy. And then ever since then, comedy's just sort of been always... I've had a goal in life, I yeah. guess, in, in comedy. And sometimes I do get a bit worried because I've already done everything I wanted to do in comedy. Yeah. I've already achieved everything I wanted to do in comedy. <laughs> it's weird. But there's no... I've, I had this epiphany the other week. I was driving my car. I'm yeah. going to a gig. And I remember I remember thinking before, like, I can't wait till I have to do this again. Yeah. I can't wait till I'm doing... Till I'm better and I'm, I've got better things going on. I don't yeah. have to do this. But then I realised I'm like, no, this is there's no real destination in life. They're yeah. just you're just doing different things mm. until you don't do them anymore. Like you, you're not here anymore. And I'm like, oh yeah. And once I got my head around that, I was like, oh yeah, it's, it's, yeah. They're just going to be doing things. Like, yeah. And like where you're at now, I mean, you've had a you've had another fantastic Edinburgh. You know, you got nominated and and you're smashing it and in TV and there's all work coming in and. So this is a lovely period, and so what you'll have is just more things. You're going to have different projects going yeah. on, and so there's no real destination. You might get yeah. to a point where you can afford to just go. Oh, yeah, I can just take my foot off the gas a bit. I can chill out and just do what I want to do. And but I don't think there's any real. There's no end. I kind of know? wish. I kind of wish there was. Uh, if there was some sort of a. Uh, destination like I used to be really jealous of people who just wanted to be famous mm. like you meet comedians and I remember back when I started remember the old oh it was a T4 comedian remember that uh, <laughs> skinny jean uh, T4 t-shirt uh, comedian yeah, yeah I was yeah, always yeah. way too fat to be a skinny jean <laughs> but I knew that they were talking about me kind of because yeah. I, was, I was like 19 and uh, it was Jack Whitehall Jack Whitehall started that whole that whole thing and uh, I, I I remember meeting comedians around the time who just said they just wanted to be famous mm. And then I, I always used to be, I used to hate that, oh, you're not a purist. <laughs> but now, even now, I'm just like, okay, well, it's a goal. Yeah. Like, that's, it's something, if you do hit it, what happens then? You'll probably be depressed because you've, you've- Well, look at Justin goal. Bieber. Oh, yeah, Justin yeah, yeah, Bieber yeah. just come out and saying how sad he is and depressed. And he's worth 260 million. He's famous, <laughs> one of the most famous people on the planet. You can't even go yeah. to the shops. Yeah, but he's depressed. Yeah, and he's been famous since he was a teen. Like, yeah. like, what, so that might have something to do with it, eh? Because he's never had a chance to sort. He's grown up in the spotlight. Yeah. So he's never known what it's like to. I mean, in, not be Justin Bieber. In in like thirty years from now, 
he will still be in his just in his fifties. Yeah, that's crazy. And he's gonna be. He could just kind of take a step back and. Yeah, what I mean, what would you? What would you? What do? would you essentially do? He's got enough money he's set for life. Mm. I mean, twenty years from now, he's like what? There's 40? only so yeah. There's only so many Lamborghinis you can crash. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's really true. Yeah, this is what I'm thinking about, like, because I don't have a, a family or anything like that. I've I've never really thought about that sort of stuff, but because now things are going well, yeah, I'm just like, okay, would that potentially make me happy? Because I was I've, I've been reading up on sort of uh, listening to you have a guy called David Brooks he talks mm. about like uh, the mountain to climb and how yeah. you, you don't want to be the, the, the unpotted uh, man if you will you you want to be the person who makes connections because it's the connections with people in life that yes. we really enjoy it's not about cars and all sorts of shit it's about making good connections with people and yeah. enjoying it and, uh, and it, I was just thinking like career wise it's all very good but on the other, on the opposite scale of that it's the complete opposite like, mm. there's nothing there's, there's nothing going on my whole point of my show was that I've never been in love I've never really? Really? Yeah, that's, a, that's the whole point of my show. And and so what I, I've been thinking is, okay, maybe like instead of focusing, well, keep focusing on the career, mm. but then there's clearly like a, a minus here. If the career is like plus 10, yeah. this is definitely minus 10. So I need to focus more on that because I'm trying to think of what, what, it, what it is mm. that would truly make me feel more complete as a person yeah because career wise it's fucking uh, it's all everything I wanted if, you know back when I was doing a car share mm. six years ago going to God knows Wolverhampton or whatever if I someone said to me Darren you would have done this and you'd have this coming I'd be like what are we doing <laughs> what are we doing I mean it's it's meant like I'm, I'm hosting live at the Apollo it's like yeah. all the dreams are coming true yeah, but yeah, yeah. I know that on the other side there's a there's a deficit man and um so it's just for me I think especially once all this stuff is done maybe in the, the new year especially when I I want to try and free myself up a little bit more mm. and uh, and just try and focus more on trying to get more of a complete uh because I feel like that's that's what the issue is for me at the moment in right. time it's, it's it's all just personal stuff it's yeah. all just that well you need that sort of nourishment you need that yeah stability I think Eddie's trying to find that balance it really is. Yeah. It's, it's so hard because obviously, uh, you know, in, in this business, as we know, it's nice to not have a boss and be able to of course, work yeah. when you want and not have to wake up early and, you know, oh, can I have a holiday? You don't have to do that. But then again, you do find yourself just keeping working because you're like, oh, I can't, I can't, yeah. I can't go on holiday because what about if this comes in? Oh, well, yeah, 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 yeah. you know, so you do find yourself constantly sort of working. You work, I, we work way more than your nine to fivers. Oh, yeah. Completely yeah, yeah, because yeah. we're always thinking, always doing stuff, always, you know, trying to get different things done, yeah, meetings and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, that's um, why the last couple of days, like when we, when we just when yeah. we got together, I was the last, the last couple of days, Jade and I, like Jade's had a couple of days off and I've not had anything in, and it was just nice. Like, we've done emails and shit like Do you that. Watch TV. And, yeah, we've been I've watching. Just watching. Yeah, TV. we haven't watched telly in years. I just started just, watching TV. Yeah, the other day we were like, we were in. We were like in the evening, yeah. no gigs. We we're like, do you want to? Yeah, do you want to watch something? We're like, yeah, yeah, all right. Then. What, did you, what did you watch? We watched that Kathy Burke thing. Oh, it was good. Yeah, it's excellent. Ah, oh, and then we watched the Fall of the Nazis. <laughs> Classic. You know what I started doing? I started buying stuff on uh, iTunes. Like oh, really? films and stuff. I never did yeah, that before. Mate. I've literally gone on there and I went, oh, Avengers Endgame. I'll have a, I'll have a go at that. And now I'm just like, oh, let me have a look at what's top of the list. Oh, Bohemian Rhapsody. I didn't get to see that. Let me go and get that as well. I'm just trying to catch up on, on, on things that I've, because especially over the fringe, Edinburgh, Mo it's, I tell people this all the time, like a few comics, uh, my friends, were having relationship issues mm. during the, the fringe. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, because 
it's fucking hard, man. Yeah. Because the build-up to the, every relationship I've ever had is always ended by June. Yeah, right. Because <laughs> as soon as that Edinburgh thing comes up, yeah. I, it's like I've got all these pressures of the show, yeah. and then there's somebody who I really like who's like, why haven't we met up? And I'm like, what do you mean why haven't we met up? Can you not see what I'm trying to do here? I've got to do a preview in Reading. So all those stresses just, it just takes over my life a little mm. bit. And I'm like, what, am I not, what have I not done? Oh, I brought, myself a, I brought myself a Nintendo. I'm just trying to find things to like do and enjoy. Yeah. And um, I'm going to go through, I mean, I haven't seen series like Fleabag. I haven't even seen it. Yeah, People right. talk about it's the best thing ever. And I'm like, yeah, yeah it's really some... good. Now I'm like, I'm gonna get on there. And yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I recently found out Bake Off's on. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna start. <laughs> I'm gonna, I've got like how many episodes? Have we got two, three. I'm gonna start watching that. I'm you just gonna need try that. to get. Yeah, I, de- I definitely do. It's not about sort of sitting in my room, sort of trying to think of jokes and mm. just like staring at it. <laughs> See, that's the thing. I said this before. I would. I Jordan Brooks and I were talking about this. I feel if I go off, especially during the day. If I go and watch a film or I put a TV show on, I'm not doing work. I'm yeah, not doing, yeah, yeah, even yeah, though yeah. what I'm watching will probably influence, will get in somewhere. I, I go, I oh, know, I can't, I can't. I'd rather, it's better if I just lay here staring at the ceiling, thinking of material and thinking of work. Yeah. And then I feel like I've not, I've, I've, I feel like I've done something. If, yeah, and then and in the evening because I'm like if, I've still got that like nine to five mentality. I've got to, I've got to start putting. I'm going to start putting my phone on like flight mode and stuff as well mm. for a, just for like just for especially when because I've with my agent you get emails at any time or whatever. Yeah. But I think I think I'm just gonna start having some little time where I just I just have it off and I just do something that's not yeah. that has nothing to do with because you're not gonna miss anything if you no, really if not. you just put it on the side and you go for a walk just go up the park or you're just. Do something that doesn't involve computers and yeah, like yeah. Or even when you go to bed, like Jade and I try really hard not to have any any phones in the bedroom. Oh, like wow. we leave them charged on the desk in the lounge. Just oh wow! Because like, otherwise, and then we watch stuff on the. If we're gonna watch it, watch it on the iPad. Because if you have it in, it's just there. It's like yeah. being in Edinburgh. People were talking about being exhausted in Edinburgh because even though you're not, you might have a night or two where you, you go home early. You're not out chatting and you're not having a drink. You go home early, but you're still in the festival. You're still in it. Yeah. So even like you, you know, you're just in it, and yeah, so you're yeah, fucked. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you, yeah. You, yeah, you, you so get caught up in that Edinburgh uh, bubble. Man. Yeah, and with phones, I have this all the time. This comes up all the time. I I feel sick sometimes because I've been looking at my phone too much. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. just on it. Look, I don't know what I'm looking for. What am I looking for? Why am I, why, 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 why am I looking on Insta for? Why, why am I reading someone's story who I don't care? You know what the funniest yeah. thing that happened to me? Uh, was I'm away from Edinburgh. This is how much social media is mad. I was on a train, uh, me and uh, on first class opposite Tom Rosenthal. Yeah, right. We, we didn't speak, but we follow each other. <laughs> and then he, ah. he messaged me. Because I didn't know if he recognised me. Yeah. Because I've met years ago. Right, we right, follow right. each other on Twitter. And uh, so I didn't want to go, oh, oh, hi, Tom, is that... Because I, f- I was sitting like we are now, directly opposite <laughs> No, him, per- he didn't acknowledge each other. Per- we didn't acknowledge each other. <laughs> directly opposite for six hours. On a, on a bloody what? First, because I wanted to say hello, but I was so nervous that if I said hello, he wouldn't know who I was, which is fine. But then I didn't want him to think I was just some crazy fan who's then sitting opposite him. Right, right, and right. then I felt like if... I. I just didn't want to make him feel uncomfortable. And he was like, no, 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 I, just, I, I didn't know what to say neither. And we both messaged each other. How fucking on. mad is this? We talk for a living. We, we're very open and we're very honest. But you were, lit- I mean, I get it. If you see someone on a train and you go, oh, that's so-and-so. 
Uh, I don't know if they know who I am. I'll probably, I'll, I'll, I'll say if I see them and I'll say, oh, I saw you on the train, right? But you were sat like this. Directly opposite, opposite <laughs> him. Like, like I know it for I six saw, hours. Luckily, and he said, he said, oh, I fell asleep for like uh, three hours. And I was like, yeah, no, thank God. It helped with the awkwardness. <laughs> oh, man. On. We are so fucking I know, weird. It's, it's game over, and it for What's wrong with us, happen. man? I, yeah, fucking hell. We are, I, I, I've, I've, what I like as well is that we, there is an understanding as well. I've seen people on trains, like I'll bump into them in the buffet car and we have a bit of a chat, but we obviously got our own shit to go. We want, we've already planned out our journey. We're like, yeah, oh, yeah, I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to write this. I'm going to watch that. I've got some work to do. So there's no like, we don't go, oh, do you want to come and sit with me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, good to see you. Yeah, see you later. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm very aware of that with him. Yeah, I think that was what it was with him as well. I was just like, I know you've got your your, your journey planned. Nobody yeah, goes yeah. from Edinburgh to London King's Cross no. and doesn't have their entire journey. And his was just sleep. Anyway, and I had my laptop out anyway, so I was like, ah. But yeah, that's that's classic. Such a millennial, uh, a millennial. Oh, we didn't talk in person, but we messaged each other immediately. Oh, mate, it's amazing. I've bumped into people that I've recognised that we follow each other on Instagram like yeah. people that I think are really cool and I like what they do and there's been three times I've seen them in like Sheffield Leeds and somewhere else and I've seen them and I've walked up I've gone hey how you doing I said listen I know this is weird but we follow each other on Instagram and I really like your stuff I just want to say hello and they like looked to me like I was bananas yeah. like I was mad I've instantly, un- I instantly unfollowed about, them man. go fuck yourself that's what I'm worried about and then I'm opposite yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's different with Tom I mean you're, you're colleagues almost yeah I'd, like to, yeah I'd like to think he would have known who I was but if that would have happened it's like okay well right. now what I'll have a gin and tonic please <laughs> okay, I'm sure they didn't have social media people though that's the uh the what? No, somebody I was working with this afternoon has social media people. So oh, they have people to do it for them. Yeah. I have. I have know who they're Darren's well. getting to that point. Uh, I, get... I, I had someone doing that for me, and they just couldn't write in my in my tone. It was like I don't call people Buster. <laughs> <laughs> hey, buddy. Hey, hey, Busters. I was like, yeah. Watch your chief. You've got. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that didn't quite work out. Uh, again, though, you yeah, you do need social media people I think mm. as well but if you can spare even just half an hour I think you can get most of it done in half an hour yeah. it is just setting but you can you know I, I schedule a lot of uh, my Facebook stuff uh, you can schedule tweets on Twitter I think Insta should be Insta should, is the most personal one it feels like for me anyway I like Insta and I like like you've just said I like it because it's more personal yeah. so again uh, Jade in, in Edinburgh Jade was I was, po- I was like oh man people are going to get so fucked off with me keep promoting myself She's like, but this is what you have to do. Don't worry about other comics. Do. These the people that are, the, the the public want to know what you're doing and they want it. They're into it. So don't just keep doing. It. So I'd post something like a, like a picture of a car I'd seen. I go, look, here's a little break from all the fucking relentless self promotion. And then I'd go back on. It'd be deleted because Jade's gone in there and gone, oh, no, no. <laughs> not having it. Do you know? Do you know the free comics who are fu- fucking amazing at posting? Jade's one. Yeah. Jade is just relentless. Relentless. Shit. No. She doesn't give a fuck. Doesn't give a fuck. No. Fuck off. Don't follow me. I don't care. Yeah. Uh, Adam Rowe. Yeah. Great. And K Curd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. K Curd puts a video up. Every comment he retweets. I remember when he put his video up, he retweeted He retweeted every like, comment, yeah. whatever. Uh, and it, it, it stacks up the views. Of course it does. Of course it does. Yeah. That is literally. Oh, I totally get it, what, man. I'm from the old school. If it was, nah, man, you know, they find me, they find me. <laughs> and even now, I'm, yeah. I'm slowly getting a little bit better with the stuff that I'm promoting. But yeah, they're great. They're, 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 and it, it pays off. It, it does. pays off. It, it does. really does work. I always said to, I used to, used to say to Jade, 
that um, uh, she if she wasn't doing comedy, she could just like like well, if she was doing comedy, she could just manage herself. Mm. She just got that managerial because she doesn't business. give a fuck. Yeah, she's very good yeah. at that. And I always said anybody who manages Jade uh, is kind of having Jade manage them. No, well. dude, listen, I some I said this the other day. Sometimes I don't feel like I'm going out with Jade. Sometimes I feel like I'm dealing with her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because she's a fucking one off. She's a force of nature, and you cannot get you cannot help but get sucked into it. Yeah, she's such a she's such a large and large character. She just got it down. And the amount of times like I I say to her, I was like, I was like babe, you don't talk to them like that. Take it down a few. You're not gonna get anything done. And then, and then the person goes, all right, fine. And all this stuff happens. And I'm like, oh, I was, God, yeah. if that was me, they'd have fucking cancelled me. I, I'm still a bit like that as well. I'm like, oh, okay, no, no worries. Though. It's fine. Yeah. You know? I've, seen, I've seen Jade before. And she's like, no, 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 babes, yeah. no, no, no. <laughs> she's very on it. And then Jade's getting all this stuff. Yeah, because yeah, she's fucking relentless. And she's powerful, man. No, yeah, she's really. And she really, and she's, fuck, she has a go at me all the time going, um, she, 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 cause she was talking about me. Uh, she talk about the fact that she goes you should be famous Rich you're good enough you should be famous but you don't want it enough I'm like I don't want to be a cunt about it I don't want to be that person yeah. that everyone goes oh he's a fucking cunt but fuck it you know I don't want to be that person I want to get to I want to get wherever I get yeah. but I just want to be who I am I'm not yeah. that I'm not savage I'm not yeah. that relentless there are some fucking real person relent- the, the ones who are the most uh, who I've found who are the most like like just not nice mm. when it comes to stuff like that are the ones who you'll see at Edinburgh and they don't really talk to anyone who they don't really they don't really they only talk to like international acts yeah like, anyone that can benefit anyone them. who yeah. can maybe benefit them I've noticed that with with, uh, the, with the ones you get here about the bad reputation from you don't see them with any UK acts there's no. not really sitting around no, no, and no, they no. would and because of their egos they would love nothing more than to have it than to hold court with a load of comics around the table and be like well guys so yeah. when the BBC came <laughs> but it's never that case because people just immediately just don't like them they don't like their, their yeah. energy and that's one thing I've learned as well is that you don't want to spend time on a set at a gig in a car show with someone who you who just don't enjoy their energy no that's all it takes just, just you think to yourself okay I've got to spend the next three hours with this person I don't want to spend three hours with this person yeah and um, there's a there's a there's a there's a there's a there's not many but there is a there is a few where you're like oh man mm. this person is rough I've had a, there's been a few times when I've been at a gig with that person they might have got the train there but they want to lift oh. and I'll go oh and listen I've got to go I'm going up the country I'm not going down and it's just I know it's bollocks but no, I don't want to be in a car with, for you, with you for four hours and you don't ask me a question that's fair yeah yeah or they fall asleep or something yeah yeah, yeah, yeah and they want me to drop them to the door and yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah classic yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is do you know what I will, I will do it I'll absolutely do it right but if you expect it and you're a cunt you could fucking walk from oh, the M25, just, man. Oh, just, you. oh, you're just at the station. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, 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 it's fine. I just assume because I've got all these bags and <laughs> my, my, my piano and my, my ukulele. And but I do feel like a better person. For all its fucked upery and all the weirdness that comes with it, I feel I am such a better person since I started doing comedy. It's really, yeah. it's taught me a lot about myself and it's helped me deal with shit from before. From, from, from just the way I used to be, yeah, you know, I've like, also like met a lot of you know. people who are just also uh, who have got their own issues. Like a lot of comedians, mm. we all have. But I don't. I never trust a comedian comes from a stable home. No, just normal family life. Oh, very middle class or whatever. Normal, like 
you you either not funny or I don't know what's what's happened because that's just so. Uh, but normally there's like, no fight. Like yeah. Kyle Kinane, American yeah. comic, he talks about that. He goes, there should be, he goes, there should be a, a, a an award for the guys that come from the suburbs. Yeah. Because we had no fight. He goes, you start a punk band and your mum comes in and goes, oh great, I'm gonna make you some dip. No mum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like being, oh yeah, you can practice in the basement. No mum. <laughs> So is that, you know... Yeah, so you need it. You, you, you do need, need it. The, but yeah, def definitely doing comedy has uh, helped me. Just meeting other people who all have their various issues and how they... We've all met comedians who we think, who were like, how... Some of them still have day jobs and you go, man, how do you even do your day job? Mm. You're like... You seem like a crazy... Yeah. Unhinged. How does this fit into... Yeah. But then again, they're able to book gigs, travel, book accommodation, remember yeah. material, write new material. And it's like, oh, there is that... that, that it just brings everyone together, that... that forced to just do stand-up comedy yes yeah. it's, it's powerful man it really is it's this powerful beautiful weird unique thing it's one of the one of those jolly jobs where you can feel like shit before during and after mm. there's not many jobs most jobs you feel like shit before you do it you feel like shit once you've done it once you've finished you're done yeah comedy man you'll be showering <laughs> thinking of that fucking like it's a very rare unique job that takes about a math you, you you've got to let it take over your headspace to be good at it yeah. that's just how it works there's no other way really you can be even like i even feel like being an actor you you, you don't need to let it take up that much of your headspace compared to being a comedian because you're not writing your own material no that and then you're a different character you're a different and, character yeah. whereas here it's like no this is this is this is the brand of you know mm. rich wilson darren harriet this is what we do this is my material you it, it takes up so much of your brain and your time that uh, that's why comedians generally just have this immediate bond and um, yeah it's one thing I'm really appreciative of, of yeah same man yeah Darren this has been amazing oh thank you thank man thank you yeah, so no, much for coming down me. man finally really appreciate yeah it was nice man really really cool it was making me laugh last night and you're like oh, I can't do it and I'm like uh, uh, yeah because then Paul always texts me and he's going oh this is the times and then you're going oh time I'm like What's happening? I don't know yeah. what's happening. Like, but I get it. I get it, man. Yeah, yeah I absolutely. Totally it was so, earlier. It's all right, man. We get it. It's fucking, sometimes I'm like, fuck this, man. I can't <laughs> This It's cool. Darren, thanks, man. No, thank you, buddy. Nice, Pleasure, man. Thanks man. for coming down. Insane in the membrane. Thank you, Darren Harriet. Wonderful, wonderful chat there. Covering all manner of bases. I know our, our guests sometimes worry that they're, they're rambling on, but it's not about me. It's about the guests I have on. I'm learning something new every single time. So thank you, Darren. That was absolutely brilliant. Uh, again, if you want to, if you want to rate us on iTunes or and send us some lovely messages and and thumbs up on this and that, and and it all it all helps to, to push us up the ratings and get more people listening. That'd be very much appreciated. Uh, until next time, take care. Bye bye. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 
Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Made by darkhorsedigital.co.uk. Shooting, live streaming, and podcast production. <laughs> 